Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. to Heard at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Heard at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube as well. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Elijah Herbal. Uh, our YouTube comments are, I would say an accurate reflection of the fan base. Some people are totally okay, and some people are in full meltdown mode. I would like to get into Kenny's comment here. Are you, okay. are, are you guys seeing this? Yes. So I haven't read it yet, but I saw him. I think this is an interesting one. It's the one he just put up uh, as of like 60 seconds ago. He says, I am sick and tired of talking about these prima donna quarterbacks. Prima donna. I don't think that's how you spell it, but it I, is I, not. I don't know how to spell I it. I know what you mean, though. <laughs> We know what you mean. He said, let's talk about D linemen that can run big, fast, nasty dudes who want to hurt you on the field. And I think he has a point to a point, which is a terrible way of putting that. And I do apologize. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to use some some other schools. I mean, years that have done builds. I think I know what schools you're going to talk about. I I don't think I'm going to go back to one way back when. Let's Let's go back early 80s. Okay, that was not what I was thinking. Let's go (laughs) the U Miami. Okay. Because they beat Nebraska in that Orange Bowl, the famous Tom Osborne go for two before the overtime rules were implemented. 83 season, 84 Orange Bowl, yep. You look at what Schnellenberger did down there early in his tenure. I mean, he he really hit the Miami recruiting hard, which that was a different... Yeah, it was a game changer. It it was different back in the ladies because the rest of the country looked down at the Miami area in South Florida and Mm -hmm. said... A lot of athletes down there. Those aren't football players. Mm-hmm. We're not going to recruit that. He hit that Miami area hard, brought in some talent, developed some physicality. But what changed the game for him was Bernie Kosar. Mm-hmm. Brings in Bernie Kosar. This this really ahead of its time passing attack comes in, and it's not a perfect comparison. But essentially, he took his team from being average to being great through a quarterback. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying that a quarterback like Dylan Rollo fixes all your problems sure. at Nebraska, but 70 covers up a lot. of your problems can be covered up by a quarterback. I'm going to go more recently and say what I said at the end of the show. I got a lot of flack for this one. Mm -hmm. Quinn Ewers at Texas. Okay. Has absolutely – Steve Sarkeesian was pulling in top ten recruiting classes, but he was still going five and seven. And it's it's not because he didn't get time to develop these guys. He had some development in there. Mm -hmm. But when you get the quarterback right, it allows you to pop. Yeah, everything changes. You go from five and seven and losing at home to Baylor – no discredit to Baylor. That was a good Baylor team that year. Yeah. To going in within one score of Alabama the next season, and you were second season, you're beating Alabama on the road. Mm-hmm. That's what a high-level quarterback can do. And Quinn Ewers, 
I put on the same level as as Dylan Raiola in terms of the game changing nature he could have to a program as like, a prospect. Like, absolutely, like you could not. Yeah. This is a can't miss guy. Yeah. And Quinn, you were slightly different because he had that one semester at Ohio State or whatever that weirdness was. Listen, get that back, Quinn. Slightly different, <laughs> but it's a young quarterback who yeah. comes in and Texas, I think, slightly further ahead in their development, and they sure. had some better previous recruiting classes, but Nebraska doesn't have slouches. Nebraska's an older team right now, especially mm. that defensive side of the ball. Nebraska defensively is ahead of where Texas was at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a guy like Riola can come in and clean up a lot of those issues that you have offensively and maybe not take you to a college football playoff next season. I think that's very hard to ask. Maybe not even a Big Ten title game, but 8-4, and 9-3 and three should be 100% realistic with the – what is it, nine guys Nebraska has returning on defense? Yeah, absolutely. I, and well, the offensive line you have coming back, the young weapons you have yes. offensively, you should be able to do something with that with a high-level quarterback. So there's a couple things there that – And that, Dave asked, was I alive during the early 80s? No. To be fair, I wasn't alive during the early 80s either. So that, you know. Uh, but the <laughs> – Something tells me Dave was. So, Dave, if, if I am way off with my Bernie Kosar Miami take, you can you well, can inform me if I'm wrong there. But. Well, so let me, let me put it in context of something I know that we're right about look at the difference between here's a really good a really easy example and I get that this guy was a transfer but look at the difference between uh, all the Wisconsin teams that did not have Russell Wilson and then all the the Wisconsin team that did have Russell Wilson right they went from being oh they're a nice little team they're physical they're going to run the ball well to Russell Wilson Wisconsin felt like they could beat anybody in the world and you felt like they could beat anybody in the world another example on the opposite end a guy a team that hasn't ever gotten their quarterback right or not recently, is Iowa, right? They build through the lines. They're competitive every year. I agree with you there, Ken. That is the basis. That's the foundation, right? But if you have the lines right and you have no quarterback play, you have a ceiling. The quarterback removes the ceiling. Here's the other thing the quarterback does, like you were talking about. Let's use Caleb Williams as an example. Mm. That's not a very good football team (laughs) at USC. It's not. It it wasn't last year. It wasn't this year, right? That's why they got beat by good football teams like Utah last year twice. That's why they lose to good football teams because they're not a very good football team. You know why they win still eight, nine, ten games, whatever they won this year and last year, I think eight and four this year, ten and three last year, whatever it was? Because Caleb Williams plasters over a lot of your problems. Exactly. Right? So you've got two things that – good quarterback play can do a they can raise your ceiling if you've already got the foundation and if you have no foundation they plaster over a lot of holes on that team let's not pretend like and listen I'm not saying Dylan Rayola is 2019 Joe Burrow what I am saying is let's not pretend like that LSU team in 2019 was perfect defensively they gave up a ton of points they gave up a ton of uh, points and yardage to other good teams guess what Joe Burrow was gonna score every single time he was out there not saying he's Joe Burrow, but that's what a high-level quarterback can do for you. It can take you from – that's a probably 9-3 and LSU team with an above-average quarterback instead of Joe Burrow. They had one of the best quarterbacking seasons of all time. All of a sudden, they're a national champion, right? That's what a quarterback can do. I appreciate what Ken's saying, though, right? And let's not pretend like Nebraska's ignoring that. Grant Bricks committed a couple weeks ago. Uh Alexander Ruggeroli. I don't know if that's how you say it, but I'm in the neighborhood. Commits yesterday. Well, and, and from what I was told, after the Bricks commitment, he was out on Nebraska. That's that's what I was hearing as of about two weeks ago whenever Bricks I was heard in. Nebraska was out on him because they didn't have a spot for him, mm. is what I understood. And from what I understand is they got creative on how to bring him in. That's a pretty – I mean, I get he's only a, only, only a three-star, but that's a guy that had some good offers – 
pretty highly coveted guy that Nebraska, if Bricks didn't commit, was going to go after really hard. Bricks did commit. Uh, Ruggeroli still had some interest in him. They go after him anyway. You end up with a couple good linemen in this class. Let's look at last year's class. Sam Sludge, Gunnar Gatula, um, Brock Knutson, Mason Goldman, all those guys, right? Uh, Justin Evans Jenkins, who we've already seen play. Five linemen in last year's class, at least. That's off the top of my head. You've got a couple high-level linemen in this year's class already. You've still got uh, Teddy Prochaska, Ben Scott's coming back, Bryce Benhart's coming back. You've, they're not ignoring the lines, okay? And the defensive line, I don't even know if I have to talk about, the defensive line was awesome last year. And you've got a bunch of young guys there. You've got more young guys coming off of red shirts next year. I don't think they are in any way ignoring the lines. I, I think we're at the point where they feel better enough about the lines that they think a quarterback can now elevate them to the next level. And let's be clear here. If you have a five-star quarterback that might want to come to your school, you always take him. That is not, that's not a situation where you're like, uh, sorry, Dylan Rayola, our lines aren't ready yet. We, uh, we're going to have to wait. Maybe you'll hit the portal in a couple of years when, when we're ready. No. You're like, hey, five-star quarterback wants to come here? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. And there's something I want to talk about because you, you mentioned it briefly mm-hmm. with the recruiting crunch, the scholarship crunch Nebraska had with the, the kid out of Bishop Gorman. Mm-hmm. Very quietly last night, Jackson Lee, a three-star from down in Texas, left Nebraska's class. He's going to Tulsa now. Yeah. Very, very, very Super quietly. quietly. Yeah. I don't think that's a minor thing to note. No. Can I, I just throw that out there really fast? And because I you don't at, know if it's Ruggeroli related or well, if it's other stuff related. Well, the rumor, I mean, it sounds like Ruggeroli is coming as a walk-on and NIL is going to take care of some of his. That's what I've heard his, as well his, is his that scholarship he stuff. is not counting towards the class. So you look at Lee, a scholarship off the board. At wide receiver. A, a potential Daniel Kalen decommitment, mm-hmm. another scholarship off the board. Why would Nebraska be clearing some extra scholarships at this time? Let's read the tea leaves here. Yeah. I, I've heard that some, some, some communication has been reopened between Nebraska and Brandon Baker. So first and foremost, Danny Kalen transfers to Dylan Rayola, so that's a one-to-one switch basically, yeah. right? So, but we've, we've got a couple other ones opening up, so sorry, continue. Just some, some, some communications been reopened with a guy like Brandon Baker. This is what I was hearing yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Brandon Baker, as well as the really, really talented wide receiver out of St. Louis, who at 7.30 in the morning, has his name has escaped me, and that is embarrassing because <laughs> I tweeted about him last night, that being Ryan Wingo. Wingo, that's right. Yep. Another talented five-star wide receiver. There's also S- something to just watch here is it does Nebraska continue clearing scholarships because one thing that I know – for a fact, is that five stars don't tend to go alone to different places. They tend to want to bring their friends with them. They've hit the camp circuit. They have made friends throughout the country with other high-level players. They tend to want to team up. I'm not saying it's happening, but it'll be interesting to see if Nebraska tries to clear some more scholarships. Especially quarterbacks and wide receivers. Yes. Quarterbacks tend to like to bring a couple wide receivers with them. It would be interesting to see what happens there on the Dylan. Rayola also been told there is nothing with Desmond Demas. Yes, the five-star Juco guy. Not happening. Yeah, I don't think that's a uh, culture fit, let's say, yes. with Nebraska. Uh, coming up next, we've got more of Verdat Sports Radio as we wrap up hour number one here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities.